Sony. Good afternoon, Canada. Tony here. Today's date is December 5th, 2020. An absolutely beautiful day out here on the prairies. It is sunny. It is plus one degree Celsius. Yes, one degree Celsius. So for our listeners in warmer climes, you might think that's actually really cold and frigid, but it is not. For a prairie winter, that is a fabulous day. It is seasonably warm. I was outside shoveling snow with just my t-shirt and blue jeans on, and it was fantastic. I was not cold at all. It's a uh, great day to be shoveling snow if, for those who actually like shoveling snow, which is not me. But anyway, as I was out shoveling snow, a random stranger who happened to be visiting someone down the street just stopped for a random chit-chat, which was great. And then next thing I knew, this gentleman grabbed the shovel out of the back of his truck and helped me finish up. And that was really great. Now, I know, Tony, we don't care about your personal life. What does this have to do with your rant? I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So it was really cool that a random stranger just happened to stop by in the first place just to say hello and then let alone help me finish shoveling snow. But that harkened me back to the Canada that I grew up in and that was that was a nice little bit of nostalgia, but it's not nostalgia because that is the Canada that I know and I love. Four weeks ago, we had a horrible snowstorm here in Saskatoon, and I was actually just finishing up cleaning up that snowstorm today. <clears throat> Excuse me. And in that snowstorm, we had freezing rain to begin. So we had a thin layer of ice on the ground, and then we d got dumped on with 50 centimeters of snow in two days. For our American listeners, that is a foot and a half of snow in two days. And then another two days before the city actually got off their butts and did anything about it. So for probably a good four or five days after that snow, I cannot count the number of cars that I helped push out of the snow. And again, the Canada that I live in is you'd see somebody stuck. You just stopped and got out and give them a push and went on your way. And a lot of people did that. I really saw the good in a lot of people because no one waits around for a thank you. They just get the car out and away they go. I have a four-wheel drive truck. I had no problems through this whole thing. But for those with smaller cars, they did not have the ground clearance even to get to the bottom to where the street is. So it pushed a lot of cars. I remember telling my beautiful wife that if I push out another car, I'm sure my back is going to give out. But it's what we do. We stop and we help people. And that's not just something that happens here in Saskatoon or happened in rural Alberta where I grew up and that was how it was. You just help people out because that's what you do. The East Coast is known for its, you know, its famous maritime hospitality and really nowhere in Canada have I gone where people aren't helpful and friendly and 
fantastic. That's the Canada that I love. That's the Canada that makes me proud. Unfortunately, almost a year ago now, when uh, when the COVID virus hit, and sidebar on that, there we go, four minutes in, I was at a, a lab and a local lab and it asked one of the they have a sign in the front and it said you know are you being tested for coronavirus slash wuhan virus and i thought wuhan virus i thought i was the only guy calling it that and that's why i finally stopped and gave up and just started calling it covid but anyway i digress so once the wuhan virus came along covid the government really tried to flip the script on that whole let's help each other out thing. And governments, provincial governments across Canada seem to have bought into that because it meant power for them. And you heard Justin Trudeau with his daily condescensions to the media and to, to Canadians answering questions, you know, chosen questions by chosen media outlets, telling a different group of Canadians every day, the government has your back. The government is here for you. And it was government, 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 and encouraging everybody, turn toward the government. The government will take care of you. It's not what governments are really good at, is taking care of anyone or anything. But that was Justin Trudeau's mantra for months, is... The government will provide. The government will take care. The government, the government, the government, the government. And even as recently as their fiscal update last week, they were bragging that the federal government has put in eight cents out of or 80 cents out of every relief dollar that has gone to Canadians through this pandemic. Good for you. Slow clap, government. Canadians for a century and a half have grown this country on helping each other, having each other's back to use Justin Trudeau's terminology. And unfortunately, like I say, governments have flipped the script. In 2015, when Justin Trudeau was elected, he said, first thing, Canada is back. He also said, when I'm finished with Canada, you won't recognize it when I'm done. I think it's something to that effect. And he's doing his best to make that come true. And COVID has been a blessing for him in that respect. So what am I talking about? Now that lockdowns have come and gone and have come again, governments are actively encouraging Canadians to tell on each other. If you see people gathering in a group larger than five, phone, whatever, and provinces have set up snitch lines so you can phone in anonymously and rat out your neighbor and tell on whoever down the street, that is nothing short of ridiculous. I mean... Yes, this is hyperbolic of, hyperbolic of me to say this, but that's what people in Stalin's Soviet Union used to do, is tell on their neighbor and 
they'd be off to the gulag. And that's what dictators do, communists do, that's what fascists do, is they encourage citizens to rat out their neighbors. And is this the kind of Canada that Justin Trudeau is hoping to transform us into? A Canada where our governments set up hotlines so we can tell on our neighbors, oh my gosh, they have six people at their house. In Fredericton, New Brunswick, we have police out in parking lots and on public streets telling people they better put on a mask in the open air outside. You have to put on a mask. We have police who are more than happy to enforce enforce COVID crackdowns. Police in Quebec who can enter your home and count the number of people in your house, demand to see identification. Police in Vancouver demanding to see ID for every person in a vehicle to make certain they have the same address. And snitch lines. So we've got the Gestapo. We've got the snitch lines. And if we keep Mr. Trudeau around, we will have the socialism. So Mr. Trudeau was right. I don't recognize that Canada. That is not the Canada that I grew up in. And yes, I know I could hear some of you younger folks saying, well, yes, you are a middle-aged dude in the middle of Canada, so maybe things have changed. You just didn't realize it. Well, maybe that's the case, but this wasn't the Canada that I saw even a year ago. A year ago, we wouldn't have been ratting out neighbors for having a bunch of people over because we wouldn't even have noticed. And the case in point for me was on a couple of days ago, I drove by a house and I happened to see four or five cars in the driveway and it registered to me that, hmm, that seems, seems like an awful busy place. And that thought would not have entered my head a year ago. It wouldn't even have made more than just a, a passing mental note of it. But now even I'm thinking, well, that's unusual to see so many people at one place. It's none of my business and none of yours. And none of their neighbors' business either. But the government has decided it's time to turn Canadians on each other and rat out your neighbor. Phone this number. How dare your neighbor be having five people or six people in their house when they're only allowed to have five? That is not the kind of Canada I want to live in. And I don't think that's the kind of Canada that you want to live in. So all of us, Canada, have to ask ourselves, how far are we prepared to let the government push us before we finally say, no, we can't buy into this. We're actually supposed to be supporting our neighbors, helping our neighbors, not turning to the government to solve all of our problems for us. I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again, we need to take our country back. And I'm not just being nostalgic, but we actually need to make Canada, Canada again.
Tony.